Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And this morning, I am so excited to have on a 32-year-old from Durham, England, United Kingdom. His hockey journey has taken him to England, Canada, Scotland, France, Kazakhstan, Sweden, and Wales. A staple of the British national team in world championships. He's had the most goals by a defenseman three times, most points by a defenseman four times, Four times been named the tournament's best defenseman. He has won bronze, three silvers, and two golds. In the Kazakh League, two times most points by a D, two-time best defenseman, and in 2013-14 was a plus 57. <laughs> Collected a silver and bronze in that league. And in the EIHL with the Sheffield Steelers, two-time Brit D of the Year, one-time British Player of the Year, two-time EIHL first-team All-Star, a Challenge Cup, a Playoff Championship, two League Championships, an NIHL Cup, but is now a Cardiff Devil and is an hour and a half late to his booked appointment in the shed. Welcome to the podcast, Ben O'Connor. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Thanks for having me. Better late than never. So did you guys have a late night last night, Dad? Uh, might have, uh, may have just gone for a little drink. Yeah. You know have. what? The teams need that early on in the season. I'd be mad at you, but I need the team to bond for the devils to win. So navigating Lieutenant. Ching, ching. Um, anyways. Yeah. Normally, uh, wouldn't do that in the morning, but I have the day off to go golfing and, uh, you know, we got to get in the pocket here. Right. So we're not going to do the full episode today because we got a time crunch now. So um let's talk about how we know each other i guess first though is uh you are now a cardiff devil where i used to play and i used to play against you when you were a stealer eh we did we had some good battles <laughs> yeah we did i couldn't find the picture there's one of us right in each other's yeah. face where like we're looking to throw down and i couldn't find the picture anymore come on man you know me i'm not gonna throw down i was just trying to <laughs> Uh, I had to scare you a bit, you know? It's not hard. <laughs> um, and the other way we know each other is, um, I guess, some of the GB boys I've had on the podcast now is Jono, Bouncy, Batchy. You play with all those boys on Great Britain, eh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, I obviously know those boys for years, go back a long time. Um, you know, the GB. And I lived with Richie in Kazakhstan for a while. And uh, Oh, yeah. right. He played there, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I totally forgot he played in Kazakhstan. How long did he play with you there? Was it only one year? Yeah, he was there one year. I was on another team and I jumped over to his team and we lived together for uh, quite a few months. So it was... Uh... Was that Arlan Kokshetau? 
That's the one. <laughs> is that the name of the town or what's the town? Yeah, Cockshatel, yeah. yeah. Cockshatel. What's that town like? Uh, it was good, man. Like It was uh, a small town. It was uh, interesting. Um, it was fun. It was, it, was good. it was a good time. I mean, I... I didn't want to live in the team housing and they said, well, there's no, there's, it was only a wed, one bedroom apartment that Richie was living in. So uh, I, I ended up like living on a uh, pullout couch because I wanted to live with him rather than at the team house. <laughs> so it was, uh, but it was good. It was a good time. We had some, uh, some good laughs. And, um, it might be different than the Kazakhstan, the only Kazakhstan team I was around um, kind of forget the name, but they're in the continental cup. I watched them practice. What was it? Babry's Ottawa. That sounds about right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But um, they, nobody smiled. It was very, like, it was very business. Like, those hockey players weren't having fun at practice. Well, did you guys get to have fun in Kazakhstan? Um, if anyone knows me, I always have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, you're there 10 months a year. You know, you, you go there, like, July 1st, and it's two-a-days, and you don't even touch the ice for the first month. You know, like it's it's pretty hardcore, but um, yeah, I, I always have fun. You know, despite despite what the scenario is. Well, what? Okay, what's Kazakh food like then? Man, the stories. Um, it, it's good. I enjoyed it. You know, like what is it? So like goulashes or what? Yeah, like typical Russian. You know, borscht, a lot of soups. You know, minus fifty in the winter. You see, you need to warm up. But uh, their national dish is horse. Um, horse. Yeah. So like there was like dry cured horse every morning at breakfast, and it was just like ham. Uh, it was pretty tasty. Um, you like horse, eh? <laughs> yeah, it was good, man. And then uh, one day we're there at the rink eating, and it was like a big steak. I was like, "Geez, this is a bit funny." Like I said to the guy next to me, "What? What the hell is this? It tastes a bit off." He goes, "It's cow's tongue." I was like, like <laughs> this. It was disgusting. It was so bad. Oh, but, that doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was good food. Um, okay. Well, I was trying to come up with game plan now that we're in a time crunch. I don't think we're doing the whole career today because it would take too long. You've done too much stuff. Um, but I would say a question we got to get into though is uh I had Simsy on. He he kind of touched on it, but um, how do you end up going from Sheffield to Cardiff? <laughs> um yeah you know new coach comes in you know it happens all the time I've been in Sheffield and had quite a few coaches and sometimes you don't fit in their plans and etc and I was every often. coach thinks of players as a different value right uh, exactly. yeah and then once you've worked your way up to a certain maybe even in that league a certain price range or like when you when I read your intro you're the best Brit D-man, um, you and Richie every year, basically, right? Who else ever wins that? Yeah, it depends who you speak to. <laughs> but yeah, and that's exactly right. While well, you've played, you know, right? I mean, Oh, uh, yeah. I priced myself out of beating Heim when the new coach came in and said, he is not worth that. We are not paying them that. Smell you later. <laughs> yeah, and again, when you when you own a house and you live in that city, you know, they, the teams always think that they can get one open, you know. Hometown discount. Yeah, you're not going to leave, and um, I'm pretty stubborn, and I believe I can still be an impact, and I guess, like, just like you said, you know, he didn't really have that 
that role in, in mind for me and the, the offer that, that I got offered. And I didn't, I didn't like it and I didn't want to accept it. So I said, no. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the, those are the decisions you make. So how are you liking Cardiff? How is it? How's the start been with the new team? No, it's awful. It's, I mean, it's a terrible city. And, uh, <laughs> You're having no fun, eh? That's why no, you're sleeping awful. past a guy yeah, waking up at 5.30 Canada time. No, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It, it's so much fun. And we've got such a good group of guys, you know, that you, you know a lot of the boys here, you know. Not really um, anymore, man. No, I've heard the stories of Wally Knight and you know, <laughs> the boys that were here. Um, so, but no, it's a great bunch of guys. We've had a good preseason, um, you know, obviously with the CHL. And then, um, you know, we're unbeaten in, uh, in preseason in our league. So I'm looking forward to getting going next week. And, and, you know, it feels like we've been going for ages, you know. so You guys yeah. kind of have been. So you, you were part of the – I talked to Batchy, but he was in, like, um, isolation or whatever when you guys beat Lausanne. So that would have been a pretty fun night. Um, everybody's kind of new on the team. Was it, like, yeah. your second game and you beat a Swiss A team? Yeah, yeah, we won the Stanley Cup that night. It was, uh, <laughs> it was great. Um, <laughs> I mean, one of the, one of the boys was saying one of their guys makes like six hundred grand a year. You know, that's our budget for the season. <laughs> I know it's crazy. You know, it, it was, I was giving Batchy shit actually because I was like, Batchy, like you need to have some emotion when you do these interviews. He was so just monotone. <laughs> well, it was also like this time of day, right? It was, it was the morning. It, it, I you think no batch. He's like that all the time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it was awesome. It was a great night and it just, it goes to show like, you know, what this league's become, you know, you were here years ago and, Every year it's got better and better. And, you know, this year with, you know, the re reduction. You're getting handsy down there. What are you doing with your hands down there? You're not you playing. about that, don't you? I, I, I can hear it. You're doing something down there. You're playing with something. Stop playing with it. <laughs> so, no, uh, it's, it's, it's come a long way with the league. Every year it's got better and better. And with the reduction of the squad size this year, you know, I think a lot of people had questions and, um, you know, with COVID, et cetera. I mean, we, we, they had a reduction in size. Yeah, so like basically, the league done that back down to three lines. Really? Yeah, which is crazy with the COVID. And yeah, I would have thought with people like maybe getting test positive and being isolated, you need more players, not less. Yeah, yeah, you and I both. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it's good to see that you know this league is is you know making the right steps and um, beating a team like that. It just it looks good, right? Oh, yeah. I always I found it interesting when you play like, you know, I was in the second league in Germany, you'd play the DL teams, you'd play other leagues. And I always found it interesting when you play a team like that, like how big the difference is in how much money they make and the, the, the talent level really isn't. Um, it's not even close to like the difference in pay scale, right? We were close, Wally. Eh? Just one more step and we would have been there. <laughs> well, you know, we were close to making a lot of money. We just didn't quite make a lot. <laughs> we had fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, that we do have a lot of fun. And uh, okay, I have some serious questions, though, because um, I, I, my research team was hot here. And I think I've put together your puzzle. Uh, you ready for this? I don't know. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, Hendo, who's living in Cardiff now, right? Yeah, And he's got a little bugger, right? Um, yeah. Hunter. So he is a Canadian boy that goes over to the UK, meets a gal, has a kid. And then 
I see you and I look on Elite Prospects and I click on your old man and it says he's born in Clinton, Ontario, Canada. Do you know that's right around the corner from me? And um, our sponsor, the Bayfield Brewing Company, right down the road from where your old man was born. So he went over to the UK, met a gal, and you are the little hunter that grew up and became a hockey player just like his dad. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the old man grew up in pretty much, he, he his parents were in the military. Um, oh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he grew up in Sault Ste. Marie. That's where he spent a lot of his time growing up. Um, okay, I thought maybe he he grew up around here. No, he grew up in the Sioux. Um, yeah, and obviously came over to the UK and played, and he met my mom, and obviously I happened, my sister happened, and <laughs> yeah, one drunken night maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I thought I was putting together the puzzle that he grew up around here, and that's how he sends you to London to play AAA. I thought it was because he grew up around here. How do you end up in London to play triple a so that's where my uncle um lives and my aunt and uh, i've got two cousins there um so when i was 14 i went over just to try out it was literally just tryouts open tryouts and uh i went over and my uncle was they were amazing people he's not with us anymore bless him um and they were amazing people i mean he, he always wanted a boy and you know he always wanted the hockey he was a very good hockey player but he was very intelligent you know, my dad said he was better than he was, but he was just intelligent. So when the coach used to say, go out and fight, he's like, no, fuck you. Like, <laughs> so he had a good job. and So uh, you so lived with over. them that year? Yes, yeah, so I went over just for a tryout and basically AAA tryouts and, you know, just try to make it. And I'll, I'll never forget this. I went to the dressing room and I was a typical 14-year-old British kid. I had like Nike Air Force on. I had a TN hat, like my Adidas trousers. I looked like a little chav. <laughs> you know and i walked in the dressing room and like everyone knows everyone right because it's a small like london they, they've grown up together yeah they're yeah, all they're from london AAA, yeah. AA, all the way up right so i walk in and they're like you know what's your name who are you and i'm like oh i'm ben i'm from england <laughs> and they're like oh soccer tryouts the next week buddy you, you, i think you're in the wrong place and like just getting abused and like just you know the dressing room banter and just getting chirped and and uh had the tryout and the kid who was chirping me, I made the team instead of him. So, kind of, <laughs> oh, I could see how you, like they'd be thrown for a loop when a when a guy you know dressed British comes into the yeah. locker room in London, Ontario, and they're like, "Who is this guy?" But then you probably went on the ice and dominated them. Um, that's yeah. actually really funny. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a good year, man. It was it was lots of fun. We had a decent team. Like we played in all the silver stick tournaments, and we we're you know in Toronto and all the big tournaments. And, it was good fun. Uh, Dowdy was like the year younger than us. So Drew Dowdy, he was playing up with us. What, and then, so Lee Salters would have been around too then back then. He was yeah, with he Dowdy, was right? Yeah, he was younger, but uh, it was only Dowdy and uh, Logan Couture that used to play up with us. And, right. you know, back then it was like, oh, the young kids are playing up with us. And then obviously now they've had a pretty good career, right? Oh, <laughs> so. they've done all right. Yeah, no, my thing for that AAA thing is my kid just went out for tryouts last week and, um, I, yeah, he was asked to play for the team, and I said, 
Ah, uh, that's just, it's a little young yet to be driving an hour and a half to practice. We're going to play in our hometown this year. So congratulations, buddy. Way to go making the team, but um, we're going <laughs> to postpone that for a couple of years here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, he's only eight at the moment. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? How young Oh, and they started like, yeah, not to throw the guy to the bus, but he started pressuring me, telling me like, well, he's not going to get what he needs playing in his hometown. And what kind of coaching is he going to get? I'm like, well, I think his coaching might be all right there big guy are <laughs> you back off <laughs> it's it's true though isn't it? i mean i was li- I, I listened to your episodes and in one of the previous ones we were talking about like the minor hockey and you know i played a lot around toronto and you see it right like families move to toronto it's just crazy so play. like i know the rules have changed now but back then it was like you had to be in that area so like people were moving to toronto so they could play for those big teams right it was absolutely wild Oh, it is wild. And like, I, how much debt people must go into, or they just have that much money. I don't know. Cause it just doesn't make sense to me, but I, we did it for the week to uh, get the experience. And then after two tryouts, they asked him to sign and they wanted a yes or no. And I said, no. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, yeah, they tried to guilt me into coming back. I was like, no, <laughs> like the answer is no. <laughs> It's, it's crazy though, isn't it? I mean, you know, well, yeah, they try to make you feel bad. Like, well, if you don't do this, then in the spring, he's not going to make the triple A team in the spring. And I'm like, well, you know what? If he's good enough, he'd probably make the team. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've got a different opinion as a British hockey player. You know, you've got to get a trade. <laughs> That's what I tell all the young British kids. Get a trade, become an electrician, a plumber. <laughs> to fall back on because you'll you'll never you'll never well, and well actually that should get us into uh what where and what are you doing now other than Cardiff is uh because as a hockey player like you just said you, you kind of need you should have a backup plan you should have an idea what you're gonna do after because if you don't it can be a real slap in the face when you're done but you have prepared yourself eh yeah, I mean, I've got no education. I went the OHL route, and uh, I was there for a good time, and I thought I was going to make it, so I didn't need school, right? And that's a lot of OHL guys don't need school because they're going to make it, you're right. Yeah, uh, but no, I, obviously, I've got two kids, and, you know, that starts to play on your mind. What are you going to do? And I was about three years ago now. Paul Sample used to play in Cardiff, and um, he came to, to me and two other guys and, and said, you know, with an idea of a financial company that's a little bit different. Uh, it's new to the market. That's just all professional athletes. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm into financial advising, mortgages, protection, do a lot of business protection. Um, and I absolutely love it. I love speaking to people. I love helping people. And it's, it's awesome. So um, it's, it fits well around hockey. You know, we finish practice at 12, 1 o'clock every day meetings in the afternoon you know if we've got a busy week i can ease my week up with work um or vice versa so it's, it's good i i enjoy it and it just makes that transition into into life after hockey very smooth and obviously with covid it, it came at a blessing i worked full-time for 19 months and um, it's awesome well. it's flexible like that and you can kind of yeah. you can tailor it around the hockey season and then give her when it's not hockey season eh 
Well, the best part, Wally, is you get to take clients golfing. Well, I've got a business meeting today on the golf course. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> that sounds the best, fun. The best business gets done on the golf course. <laughs> oh, I'm going there soon. Um, that's why we're in time crunch. It's the Elmira Sugar King's 50th anniversary golf tournament today. And uh, it's 20 years since my team won it. Um, so we should have a pretty fun day today, I think. <laughs> no pressure. It should be okay. I'm I'm not competitive at golf. I'm just there for a good time. Okay, um, yeah, um, I'm not going to win anything today. I'll just have a great attitude. But one thing <laughs> I want to talk about is because I thought your old man was from the Clinton area, which is around here. Yeah. And um, when I saw you pull off the most ridiculous shootout move in the world championships I have ever seen. I was writing my thesis or whatever capstone, whatever you call it for the NBA. I'm watching the world championships in the bar, having a pint while I write 10 million words. And I saw you pull that off. And I thought, what the hell did I just see? And um, if like, I thought if he was from my area of the world, he would never try that shit. (laughs) because <laughs> the coaches would never allow that shit around here. <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's the only penalty shot I took all year. Uh, you know, like, I'm... How did you have the balls to do that? Okay, folks, this is what he did. He went in as a left-handed shot. It's like the Merrick Malik or whatever, right? Like you went yeah. past the goalie between the legs and shot it with your stick between your legs, top corner, right? Yeah, so, I mean... Like... I, I, when there's a penalty shot, like I'm, I'm not saying arrogant, but like I'm a player that believes that I'll score every time. So like when, like the boys make fun of me because if there's a, if it comes to a shootout, like I'm always looking, like I'll take it, like I want to take it, I want to be that guy, right? Everyone, a lot of guys do, some guys don't, but I, I believe I'll score. But I never took a penalty shot all year. It was when I was in Kazakhstan. I used to come down and go backwards straight at the goalie and do like between the legs and try and go low block. And it was one of the goalies that said, Hey, why don't you, you went in backwards. I used to like, just go straight at the goalie backwards. Yeah. Backwards. And then just go between my legs. And then the, one of the goalies in Kazakhstan said, Hey, like it'd be better if you like go out wide and you hold the puck out because they've got to respect like the puck and then you can pull it really quick and go that way. And I do it in practice and it works a lot. And um, so I was just like, do you know what? Fuck it. Like it was, I know it's the world championships and it was like a massive game, but you, like how many, how many times you see a guy go down on a penalty shot or a breakaway and they try and deke and they don't even get a shot off or they just or, put it in or, or the safe or, play is just try to shoot five hole. Right. Cause you can't yeah. miss the net. Just shoot five hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It so might go in. My view is like, if I hit the net, then fuck, it's just, it's just the same as that, right? So yeah, um, I thought, do something different that he's never seen that before. Like, he's never That's seen for that fucking before. sure. <laughs> and, you know, luckily it was either hero or zero and it went in. But, you know, the best, you know, the best part like, that made my, like, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool was when I was in Sweden in Lexand, uh, Forsberg was, um, Philip Forsberg, who plays in Nashville, he, uh, he was practicing with us. He's from Lexand. And uh, he goes, oh, you're Ben, right? You're the guy who did the penalty shot. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He goes, man, I've, I've been practicing that. And he was like asking me like how to do it and like what route you take and, you know, X, Y, Z. I said, listen, man. And he was a really nice guy. 
And I was like, listen, if you do that in the NHL, like you've got to give me credit, give me a shout out for it. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Like that's, that that's is, cool. it's, it's funny. I like to me, it kind of shows like how the games change that you're allowed to have fun like that and try different things. And like people applaud it nowadays. Then back when like I first went up to the coast, I wasn't even allowed to pull up between my legs. Like I used to always come down the left side. And then when the D man went to poke check it, I would hang it out in front of them, wait for them to poke check it and then pull it between my legs. And my coach wouldn't let me do anything like that. But nowadays kids are allowed to try shit, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you're allowed to, when it goes in, it looks good. But... <laughs> so when you were skating, you just thought you were like, it's going to go in. Like I, I'm not going to look like a donkey on TV. If you watch the video, like what happened, the reason why the penalty shot, because we had like a partial breakaway and the guy gets hauled down, the net comes off. There was like a five minute delay. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. Oh, and then you start thinking and thinking, oh, that's no well, fun. Yeah, so I go to the bench and like I speak to Jono, Mark Thomas, Weaver, and I'm like, I'm going to do it because they knew what's coming. Like, I'm going to do it. Fuck, I'm going <laughs> to do it. And like Jono was like, yeah, do you know what? Like, because they see it every every time in practice, and like they know what's coming. Like, and it's it not works. like you screw up where it doesn't look like like you you know what you're doing, and you can execute it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, like I've done, I feel more comfortable doing that than I would going down and going like low blocker. Like honestly, I know it's crazy, but I've practiced it so many times. I could whatever. So you know, there's a couple of guys chirping like, "Oh, don't toe pick," and <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, and. And yeah, luckily it, it went in and, you know, and it's funny though, like every, even like our coach's son who's here, he practices with us. He's like, yeah, I, I used to watch that, man. That's crazy. Show me how to do it. Like, that's what, it's kind of surreal, but it's, that's what people know me as. Oh, you, you're the guy that took the penalty shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like it was like, so when I put on there the picture on Instagram or whatever of you with the puck between your legs going top quarter, and I just said, I want to talk about the nuts this would take. Chris Blight wrote to me and he said, I was on the bench for that. Yeah, and he, well, he didn't know it was coming. And he just said, it was shocking. Blight, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was wild. You know what the most frustrating bit was, is that that was like the big game. Like we had to beat Japan. And was it, it wasn't a shootout. It was a tie game and late in the third period, right? Yeah, so it was, yeah, I think it was a tie game. We're up by one. Uh, I scored two goals that game. We won like 3-2 or something like that. It was, it was pretty nuts. But we went into the last <laughs> game and we had to beat Lithuania or get a tie to, to, um, to, to get promoted. And the goalie for Lithuania was in like San Jose's system. Uh, I forget his name, but he was unbelievable. We had like 50, 60 shots and he just stood on his head and we lost like 1-0 or 2-0 or something to, to Lithuania so we didn't get promoted. <laughs> that was that <laughs> tournament then. That's right, because you guys lost when I was doing my MBA and you finished yeah. second. I remember that. Yeah, Yeah. And then you guys got her done. done two years in a row though and went from that division right to the top, eh? Yeah, I mean, like with GB, well, you've been over here, you've played here, like all the boys were all tight and you know, like guys like blight are the imports that have played for the national team is it doesn't matter how good you are. It, it, it matters. Like, do you fit in? Because we are a tight knit group. You, you know, Batshu, you know, Bouncy, you know, the boys like Izzy, very, all of them, you guys. Yeah. You, you know, the guys. So like we're a tight group and that's, that's a major part of our success. I know it's cliche, but it's the truth. Like, well, I know and I, that's how teams win is when you're brothers and like, you yeah. really do love each other. And that's, I've talked about it with Batchy. Like 
or whoever, uh, John is like, well, you guys are like brothers and you guys love each other. And you can tell you do like when you guys play against each other, you're really, you want to beat each other. You compete, but you also are cheering for each other. Yeah. But a hundred percent, you know, like you always look out around the league, like what Brits are doing well. And um... vacation day, Thresher, Belgian whip beer. <laughs> but it, it, it's the truth. And it, it shows like the game against France, when we came back from three goals down in the third period, that's just compete and never give up attitude. Right. Like same yeah. against Hungary in Hungary score with 15 seconds left. Like, you know, you've always played on those teams where you think you tighten it and you think you've got a good group, but like, that is just something that you've never seen before. Like in that dressing room, like we never say die. It's, yeah. it's special. Yeah, so yeah, going back to the original question, you know, back-to-back -back gold medals. We went to Hungary and we, we were just going to be the whipping boys. Like apparently. Hungary? Hungary. <laughs> oh, oh, easy buddy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> How do you say it? Hungary. 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 <laughs> okay. You're going to give me English lessons. Jesus. <laughs> No, you as a Hungary. Sorry. <laughs> I know it's early over there in the UK. Sorry, you just got out of bed, eh? <laughs> no, yeah. I've been up for an hour and a half here and it's 7 30, man, waiting for you. <laughs> no, I was just, we were just bonding. We were doing some team bonding. Yeah. I know, I know, and I support that. I'd never I'd never <laughs> get upset for the Cardiff Devils team bonding. Um no, that I think it's awesome what you guys have done. And like I've said before, I think they should make a movie out of it. But so when you guys play the big boys now, um, yeah. would you pull that move off against Canada if given the opportunity? Or do you think they'd see it coming now? <laughs> oh, do you think we'd get a breakaway against Canada? We were in our D zone the last time we played them for like 55 minutes. It was... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Like the first the first year when we were in Slovakia, like it, we were way out of our depth and, you know, we got spanked every game pretty much. You know, the first game against Germany was good. It was, you know, we got a lot of respect, but, you know, we, we hung on there and we obviously against, the, against France. Well, I think last year we showed that, you know, the, the one year of adjustment and being at that level, like we were, we were in pretty much a lot of the games, you know, we, I remember after the Sweden game last year, we came in the dressing room, we were disappointed. We just lost to Sweden. Like, because we were so, we were in the game. We lost to Denmark in overtime with 24 seconds left. They had a power play. And the Sweden game, we lost, we scored first and we had a great game. And all the boys were pissed off that we just lost to Sweden. 20 minutes after the game, everyone's still in the half of the equipment. And we just start laughing, like, we're pissed off. We just lost to Sweden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. You know, it, 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 once you get up to those levels, though, it, it, isn't it interesting how it raises your play? Like you, oh, you can play as good as the people you're around. And it's it's interesting, like for a guy like you, I think you could play in pretty well any league, um, but it's getting the opportunity. And then when you get to those leagues, getting the ice time, right? It is. I, I, I'm a big believer in your product of your environment. And I think, you know, we've all played at a decent level. We're all good enough players. I think. You know, if you put anyone in an NHL or KHL, if you give that person a month, you adjust to your surroundings, you, your play gets quicker. Like when we play CHL, like, yeah, we, we, we got whipped by uh, Mannheim there. But, you know, Luzanne, you, you adjust, right? Yeah. You adjust to the speed, you adjust to everything. And, you know, the World Championships, I mean, a big success was Kirky. I mean, Jesus Christ, he led the tournament in points. Like, that's absolutely wild. You know, as a British kid, like, for, yeah. And hey, seriously, you got to get me in with these young punks, eh? 
well, tell him to get on the pod here with me, okay? I will grease the wheels a little bit. Yeah, you I'll, you I'll you let him know I'm a nice guy. I'll I'll wait all morning for guys in the UK to wake up. <laughs> you know, I, well, he's your time zone now. He's he's a big wheel. He's at That's uh, I, yeah in the rookie tournament right now. But he uh, he hadn't signed in uh, in Phoenix. Well, and he's got some traction behind him now. I see what like Arizona's oh, putting out tweets like yeah, remember man. this name. I yeah. like he like that they believe in him now. He's got some traction after that world championships. And once a team believes in you, like you can go places, right? Well, you've got you know, you've got the British hockey community, which is tight right behind him, just egging him on. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, he had he wasn't signed before that tournament. And I've known Kirky since he was 16 when he first came with to Sheffield. And he was just a kid in the cage, like, you know, and then he, he get better and better. And then his draft and you adjust, year, right? To yeah, that. his draft year to the OHL, you know, he had all these scouts over his NHL. All this was like, and every time he just provided and he, he got better and better. All these scouts were coming over, like having meetings with him before a game. And every game he was scoring goals, like the pressure just doesn't bother him. Yeah, was, some, some kids, NHL teams would come over and start interviewing you and talking to you. And I know like when that happened to me in college, I like, I kind of almost shut down. I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't ready for it. And then yeah, I, and I, I wouldn't play good that night because I'm like, yeah. where are they sitting? Are they watching me right now? Are they looking at me sitting on the bench? And I couldn't even focus on what I was doing. But, and this is the thing, like he rose, like every game he'd score, every game. And, you know, obviously he went to Peterborough and, you know, two of his line mates are in the NHL now and he wasn't. And I think that really bugged him. And he, with the, with COVID, you know, his, he was going to play his overage year, which was going to be like his breakout year. And that screwed him. So basically from, from what I know is that he wasn't signed in Arizona and he went to the world championships and if he didn't do what he did at the world championships, he may not have even got a contract. hundred percent. That wouldn't have happened. hundred percent. And, you know, he put it in perspective, like we're a, a low end team and he led the tournament in goals and yeah. points. And we played way less games than everyone else, <laughs> you know, cause way less games. Out. And like, you're going to get less power plays cause your team never really has the puck compared to no. the other teams. Right. Like, like where, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's incredible he did that. And, yeah, like, I don't know, it's weird for me because, like, I'm always rooting for your team because I know all the guys. And, like, yeah, yeah. I know you guys better than I know the guys on Team Canada, right? So, yeah. uh, no, seeing a young Brit do that and where he's at now, it's very exciting for, I guess, the future of British hockey. Eh? No, it's it's massive, man. It's it's awesome. And I'm so happy for him. I speak to him all the time. I message him. And, and but you know what? The biggest thing, he's a humble guy. Like it, during during COVID, he worked as a Domino's delivery driver. <laughs> Do you know what else is funny that I wasn't I just thought of this now though? Is like that's awesome. He did that in the world championships on the biggest stage. But if it wasn't for you old fellas um on the team GB, he's not in pool A doing that against the big dogs he's in pool b or b1 or whatever it's called and he could have scored all the goals he wants it's not gonna be what it's not gonna mean what it did right no and you know he says that too like you know he's very humble and he is a good he's a good guy like domino's delivery guy now to arizona honestly honestly, it's hilarious but i tell you what the next guy that's gonna be just like kirk he's uh is Walla the guy we've got in Cardiff? He is having a time right now. Is that Jesus right? Christ. He is unbelievable. He, he might be the best skater I've ever seen. Like, 
he's like a water bug. It's unbelievable. How old is he? I uh, he's a little bit. He's I think he's 21, 22. But they, is, they can be really fast at that age. The man, he's unbelievable. He is he is something else, and he's gonna have a breakout year. He's gonna be guaranteed he'll be on the national team, and he is gonna be, you know, right up there with a standout. I mean, you know what it's like this this day and age. You've got to be able to skate. You know, I'm my legs are going 100 miles an hour, but I'm still not moving. You know, he makes it look so easy. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they, well, and it's every year you get older. It seems like that they, they just seem to get faster, but. They, Maybe they're not. <laughs> no, it's yeah, no. Um, the other thing, I guess this is just shooting the shit episode because we're not getting into every season and all that. Not gonna be the title. Uh, but you played in Morzine, France, um, where our ski trip was. Um, you played there for a full year, eh? Did you do some skiing? Yeah, so that was part of the deal. Like when you sign your contract, that's in negotiations, you get a free ski pass and free ski equipment. Yeah. So, you know, at the beginning of the ski season, when all the tourists aren't there, um, it's unbelievable. You go to practice with your ski equipment, the skis in the car, you practice, you go up the, you know, you guys are like rushing out of there, you go straight up the hill and literally you hit every bar on the way down. You do that about 10, 15 times all day. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It is and, amazing. Yeah, it's, it was a great place and not, not the place for a young player that wants to progress his hockey career when you only play 24 games a year. <laughs> right. No, you're right. It's game. probably better closer to retirement going yeah. a place like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it was, it was fun. I, you know, I, I learned a lot and um, I signed in, uh, in, in Kazakhstan after that. So it was, it was a good learning experience for me, um, but it was a lot of good times. Yeah. Um, so that's a question I have then when we get into your real episode someday here when you know you're on time is (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding we're still making this happen look at this and i'll be on time for my golf tournament is um how do you end up in kazakhstan like is it obviously it's an agent because you're not calling the team saying hey i'd like to come to kazakhstan yeah I didn't do what you do and emailed all the teams and said, let me play for <laughs> Just fought your shit at them. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so free. I'm such a free agent. I'll go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was after that year, Paul Thompson took me with the national team and I, was, uh, I wasn't I was the best. Well, I wouldn't say I'm a good skater now, but I wasn't really in shape. You're a better uh, skater than me <laughs> than I ever was. So I, I I know I, I I had too much. I fun. never would have thought you'd say you're a bad skater, but go ahead. Yeah, so like back then I wasn't really I didn't take hockey too serious, and I was there for the good time, and you know I just got by on skill and wasn't really whatever. And he took me with the national team, and and Paul Thompson pulled me into the office after tr- like the warm up games and said, um, "I'm going to choose you for the national team, but you're not going to play five on five." You're just gonna play power play. I was like, "Fuck! All right, sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> like, that's 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 great. I'll take that." But that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, it was when you sit on the bench all game. Yeah, you, 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 you got to feel the puck to be able to run the half wall. But go I ahead. Running, I was running the point, but it's okay. <laughs> I've seen you run the half wall though as a D man. That's what really threatened me as a as a scoring forward is when you came to Sheffield, you were like running the half wall as a D man. Right. And you'd have uh wall in front of the net or whatever. And then Forney on the back door. I remember it. Yeah. No, I was running the top, uh, but then you'd switch over to the side. I'm like, Hey man, you're D man. Get away from the half wall back yeah, off. So Those are for forwards. Get, get the hell off of there. 
Huh? Like Marv, where he'd just go rover and he'd be end up like goal line guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so, yeah, I remember he, you standing there and I'm like, get away from there. You're a defenseman. Go back up top. <laughs> so he, uh, so yeah, he took me and it was in Ukraine and I literally didn't play. Like I only played power play and I, I did pretty well, got quite a few points. And uh, I got, I went back to Canada to train that summer. I went to live back with my aunt and uncle. Uh, to train and work out, etc., because I wanted to take it serious. And I, one day, I just got an email from a guy, uh, Mikhail. His name was Misha, um, and it was like, uh, "I've got a contract uh, in Kazakhstan for you." And I thought it was like, I thought it was one of those emails, like, "Can you send me a million pounds? I'm from, you know, I'm not doing well. I'm sick. Please." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those emails. So. I got the emails like uh, this. This is the contract X, Y, and Z. Would would you be willing to come to Kazakhstan? And I and I looked at it. And I was like, you know, is that a month or a season? <laughs> so it was crazy. I was. I spoke to my old man. I replied, and I was like, yeah, definitely, like hundred percent. So literally, the next week, I flew back to the UK. I signed my contract. I went down to London, got my Kazakh visa, and then within three weeks, I was in Kazakhstan. So is that how Richie would have got there too, is by playing in the world championships and the Kazakh team seeing you guys play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world championships opens doors for you fellas, eh? Yeah, that's, well, I signed, I had a brief stint in the KHL. Didn't actually play there, but I signed the contract for a week. <laughs> so, was um, it, Did you get a buyout to leave? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> that's all you need. Smell you later. I mean, that's (laughs) but it pisses you off when they tell you to leave. I actually knew you had gone there, and I was like, Yeah, no, he's good enough, he should go there. And then I saw it didn't work out. Um, did they give you much chance, or is it they just you didn't get much of a chance from the start, or what happened there? What team was it? It was Astana. That's why I went to Kazakhstan was to try and obviously, you know, obviously getting that offer. But I watched a lot of the KHL, and that was the route that I wanted to take is try and go KHL route. and um, obviously in the Kazakh league did well. And, um, you know, it just Plus never 57's did. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> um, Plus just, 57. I've never even heard of that. That doesn't even make sense, but go ahead. We had a good team. Yeah. Um, you'd have to. <laughs> yeah. Just never got a sniff. And then it was after the Hungary tournament where we, we won gold. Um, I knew Kazakhstan were in the tournament and I, I knew a few of the boys and, uh, you can speak Russian? Yeah. Holy cow. We haven't had a Russian speaker on yet. That's yeah, well, cool. When you go to a country, right? Like you got to show the respect of trying to learn. So I taught myself Russian. I can't read or write, but I can speak it. So Well, that's good. Well done, man. So how so long did it take of- you to learn enough to, to do that? I, I used to have a book that I just, every day I'd write down like a phrase or like, you know, letters, uh, I'd write down numbers, you know, just like little things like what time's the bus, what time are we eating, you know, like things like that. And you get a lot of respect that way. And they're very traditional in Kazakhstan. Like, so to see me making an effort, it went a long way. And, sure. um, yeah, so I knew a lot of the guys on the team, well, a few of the guys on the, on the Kazakh team and I had a good tournament. We won gold and they were like, do you want to come back to Kazakhstan? Come and play for a stanner. I was like, fucking right. I will. You know, like, 100%. yeah. So I got a, a KHL agent, got the deal done. And, and this I mean, was, weren't you in Sheffield when this happened? 
yeah so i was in sheffield and the agent that i had was it was pretty funny because he was like right there's an offer on the table of like 200 grand um but i think we can we can push it more like i want to push it for like 250 300 i was like go fuck yourself you snap that 200 off and we're going to sign that right now <laughs> so it was ridiculous i was like yep i'll take that and then because Kazakh, like kazakhstan astana was like all interlinked so like the national team coach was the astana coach and that's how it works like that's their hub and because they didn't get promoted the gm the manager the everyone the coach all got fired so i signed my contract a week later they all get fired the new and then the new people are like why we signed this guy (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. the, the worst bit is is like my agent was like okay well you're gonna have to buy him out regardless like why don't you just bring him to camp and have a look at him? And they were like, nope, we don't even want to, we don't want him here. (laughs) (laughs) And if they have the money to just say, see you later, um, then that's what they do. Right. And they'll bring in their own guys. Yeah. So that's what happened. And the the biggest thing is like, obviously I wanted to go and play in that league. Like, and you wanted the opportunity, you worked all the way up to get there. And like, what I saw you do in the Kazakh league, man, you must've really been playing because that team I played um whatever you said their name was uh, i forget i thought it started with a t or c i don't know but they were good like those guys were really skilled and they didn't really enjoy hockey they didn't look like they were having fun but um like they were really good at hockey yeah yeah it was it was good i i had a blast and that's what changed my career around was going to kazakhstan so why did you leave there to go to Sheffield? I saw you're in your like third or fourth year there and you're on, hold on. I had it written down here when I had full episode notes was you were in Arlan Kokshitau and you leave to go to Sheffield after you got like a point a game after 13 games and you were plus 57 the year before. So why do you leave? Um, yes, I was like over a point a game, uh, the first like 12, 13 games. But the coach that we had was a new coach and he hated the imports. Like we had uh, Yannick uh, Leno. We, you know, we did really well over there. We knew the league. Like we're very, you know, we're very accustomed and he just hated playing us. He like, I got over a point a game with not playing, like played 15, 20 minutes a game. And usually I'm playing 25, 30. He was fucking us. Like he just hated us. So like I spoke out because I'm, I'm that person. I'm like, what's wrong, man? Like, we want the team to win. It's not like about us. Like we want to succeed. Why yeah. the fuck are you not playing us? Yeah. And he didn't and he like just it. doesn't like you. Yeah. He just didn't like the imports and that's uh, fair. And yeah. So he yeah. convinced the management to fire me and, uh, buyout. Do you got fired? Yeah. Yeah. I got fired. Buyout again. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I um, never so, got any of those. I heard of them. So, <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the president of the club, sent a car to come and pick me up that <laughs> night and invited me to a meal that his family was having because it's very traditional. You got like fired story. after you were plus 57 the year before yeah. and you have a point a game. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I had over a point a game as a D-man and still got fired. He invited me to a meal and the guy was crying. He's like, Ben, I don't want you to leave, but I have to. I was like, well, what the fuck, man? Who's like, the boss here? <laughs> Who's the boss? Honestly, yeah. So long story short, I come back to Sheffield for... Uh, just a injury cover they had some injuries i nearly went to i nearly went to riga because it was the year that they had in the khl they had no money and like they just would they needed people to play for them and i was going to go there for free and not take any money and go and play for them and it just never worked out 
So I went to Sheffield for injury cover and four years in Kazakhstan, it takes its toll <laughs> on a person. Okay, so I went back to Sheffield where there's English speaking. I'm with my friends and I was like, you know what? This is awesome. And Hockey's up, fun again. You're allowed to smile at practice. Yeah, you're allowed to go out for beers. You don't get breathalyzed every morning. And, you know, it's so, yeah, it was it was good and ended up signing and staying in Sheffield and buying a house. And yeah, um, yeah no, it uh, and you did very well there. Um, I was impressed with you. Um, but uh, I don't know what else we got here for this uh, random episode is um, what else do you want to talk about? Where do you, where are you, where are you in Cardiff though? Like, so you have the place in Sheffield. Are you in Cardiff Bay? Are you in my old stomping grounds? Are you in Penarth? No, I wish I was in Penarth. Jesus. (laughs) I know there's some ritzy folks out there. I'm I I was a Cardiff Bay guy. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. That place is incredible. No, that's where the higher up live like Franny and Richie and they live in Penarth, but no, I mean, Todd and Katrina, they said like this year because of COVID, like it's been absolutely a nightmare to get apartments. So half of the guys are down the bay and then half of the guys are right downtown. Downtown? <laughs> yeah. You're in downtown? Maybe. How's the parking down there? Do you have a spot? Yeah, yeah, it's all underground parking. It's a beautiful place. So, uh, we, you know, it's, it's good. There's like seven of us in this building and then... A couple guys are in the building next door, so it's, it's good. wow. He's seven guys in the same building downtown. <laughs> yes, that, that's how <laughs> that's how you sleep through podcasts, <laughs> right? Do you want to mention it anymore? No, no, I'm just hey, I'm just having fun. Hey, listen, you don't want to get the same same all the time, like exactly. I know. I want someone to come in and go between the legs, top corner. That's what I want. (laughs) If everybody was the same, it'd be no fun. (laughs) Exactly my point. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm just glad you guys are still having fun and the game hasn't changed that much. Um, No, the game's changed. I mean, geez, you go into the dressing room in the morning and guys just talk about video games and COD and all this. And I'm like, what are you doing? Video game and what? A cod call of duty that's all that's all they talk about they sit there with headsets on and you know call of duty cod that's yeah they all play together they sit there with the headsets on and they took their so they're just like my eight-year-old son i swear that's what happens Uh, that's what happens i say like what do you how long do you play like oh like a couple hours a night come on seriously i remember when i went to the coast as a rookie there were the guys that came out of major junior, you know, some of them were the foreign guys that, you know, they're getting used to North America and that's fine. They would get together and play their video games, but the us guys from Canada or the U S usually would get together and go out for dinner and hang out together. And yeah. um, they, they would play video games, but like you, you saw it going that way. And like, I get it with phones and fans and people taking pictures and then like, you can't really get away with anything it's anymore. probably why the games got better because people aren't out all the time <laughs> nobody's allowed to have any fun anymore eh? yeah <laughs> what i wanted to talk about was uh that challenge cup in sheffield that year where it's in sheffield and you obviously beat us mm-hmm. uh do you remember that <laughs> well yeah the Cardiff devils aren't allowed back to that hotel anymore <laughs> <laughs> do you know what do you know what all like pissed us off is if you remember, like the arena was like split in half, and in Sheffield we had all the Sheffield fans behind the bench, and we were looking out to like a sea of red, 
Like, so every time, like, it was, I'm like, why not put the Cardiff fans behind our bench? So you we don't were, see them the whole yeah, game. Yeah, so you don't see it. It fucking mindfucked us the whole game. It, it wouldn't, it doesn't make sense. And Simsy, if you're listening, um, I don't know if you're in charge of that stuff, but next time if you host a game, it's what the, the players see. You got to look at, yeah. at, at your fans, not their fans. Right? I remember yeah. seeing it, and like our owners are up there with hockey helmets on with red lights on them, and I'm like, wow, these guys are dandies. And um, you, you see, like, there were, I don't know how many buses showed up, a Cardiff fans, and you're crazy. right. They were all in front of us on that one side of the arena because I remember celebrating with them after we won, and it was all on the far side of the ice. It was, it was wild. And like, well, we, we got a little bit of retribution, you know, two years ago when we beat Cardiff in Cardiff for the Challenge Cup, but we, we won't bring that up. I've been told I'm not allowed to mention that anymore. I don't care because I wasn't there. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's uh, it's it's fun, man. I'm enjoying it here, and um, you know, next week we kick off first. You know, start. We play Guildford at home on Saturday, and then we're in Sheffield on Sunday. So, there'll be. Uh, you're playing Sheffield when? On Sunday. Oh, that you're gonna you're gonna be all fired up, eh, for that one? Oh yeah, there'll be some money on the board and some cases of beer waiting for the boys if yeah. uh, we get the win that night. Gosh darn it. Yeah, I hope hope the boys can do it for you because I remember the day I left, uh, I guess it was Beatingheim was the team I was closest with in my pro career. The first time you play them again, you just, you really, really want to beat them. No, for sure. Like I'm, you know, my dad played for Sheffield. I'm a big Sheffield fan and, um, you know, but you know what, I'm a devil now and I love it. I think yeah, I was speaking to Jono actually the other day and I feel like I've got like a new lease of life. I feel like, you know, maybe it was a bit mundane and same. Invigorated is the, I think yeah. the word, right? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like there's a, a fresh breath um, and just ready to go. So I'm excited. Every once in a while you need to change though, man. Like yeah. I, when I, if I look back on my career, the seasons where I got stale, when I got used to uh, like the way it was, yeah. that's when my place slipped was yeah. um, like, you know, in Beatingheim for a couple of years in the league kind of seemed easy. And then you kind of let yourself go a bit and then, you yeah. know, then it's not easy anymore. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's what happened to me. I'm not saying it's not easy for you anymore. So no, no. where are you on the power play up top? Then you're running an umbrella and you got a one timer on each side guy in the yeah. middle guy in front of the neck goes side to side. Yeah. Same, yeah. same shit. Yeah, you you know my PP. I'm just the meat and potatoes. Like, there's no yeah, right. Chances. You just put it to the net, and yeah, I had Roisey in Sheffield for a while. Where he's that guy best, was incredible around the net. Best net front guy. Like, you just put it to the net, and he's finding everything. Um, what he's screening the goalies, but then he's also turning around and banging it all in. He was actually probably one of the most talented around the net players I ever saw in my career. Unbelievable. He's still one of my best buddies today. And he's back in Brayhead. He's the assistant player, assistant coach there. I should get uh, him on here. That guy, I want to talk about his net front play. It was, I've never seen a better net front guy in my life. It was unbelievable. He scored like 30, 40 goals a year just from six feet. And he, it wasn't even just scoring from there. Like he would find a rebound and yeah. he'd be laying on his back and pass it back door for a tap in, right? Yeah. Like it was, it was unbelievable. It's the same here. You know what? We've, like I said, umbrella, I'm at the top. We've got a one-timer. We've got, you know, skilled guys, net front guy. And, you know, our other units, the fancy-dancy cross-seam pass, 
you know, backdoor tapping. Where, you know, I always tell my unit, whatever power play I'm on, I'm like, we're not that unit. We are a meat and potatoes. We're going to get it to the net. And we're going to have like five, six shots. A pe- like a Have a good guy in front of the net and just yeah. get it on net, twisted wristers and get to the net yeah. banger and yeah. yeah. So hopefully we've had some success preseason. We've had a couple of nice PP goals. So, so how good, are, how good is the UK league now? Do you guys uh, do the drop back pass on the power plays now? Do you skate it up and drop it all the way back? Yeah, it's awesome as a D man. Look, oh. you don't have to do anything. You just skate it up. And then as soon as you get pressure, you throw it back. To so you guys do do that. that. <laughs> okay. Cause that was, that wasn't really a thing yet, but I remember no. playing against it in yeah. Denmark and then we did it in Germany a bit. And I was like, this is so easy when they skate up the ice and drop it back and the yeah. guys have no gap and they're just standing still. You can just skate through them. Do, do you ever remember like the first time that you did it? It was like, is a peak like, is a killer you're like what the hell has just happened like my gap i'm down on the, the top of the you're, and like, you're just standing there and then yeah. all of a sudden they're flying at you <laughs> yeah yeah no it's 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 easy it's nice <laughs> yeah no okay well i'm yeah, just curious i don't know where the game's changed i haven't watched much lately you're not um, streaming you're not logging in and streaming or what I've been a little bit busy lately um i got quite a bit going on but today's oh, off two, today's an off two, day is a two percent owner of the card of devil 2.3 i was supposed to be but i'm zero actually (laughs) oh i've heard i've heard yeah horse shit (laughs) (laughs) um well you know what i think this is uh this is this has been uh another episode right because we're gonna do the full gig here um next time and uh we'll get into a couple more beers but uh I got to go say goodbye to the kids uh, before school and then meet uh, old Dino for 9 a.m. to head to Elmira for the golf tournament. Elmira. Yeah. Bringing back the old towns now. Well, this is Ontario. This is Canada, not the USA of the East Coast. (laughs) Yeah. But um, anyways, I'm still curious about a lot of your career. Like when you played in the OHL, what kind of chance you got and like – all the other stuff like you played for Coventry you played for all these other teams we never touched on like I and I'm curious how you guys do against Sheffield this week yeah we'll have to have a catch-up but again it's just changing up for the listeners you know just an hour episode keep it short and sweet that's right they they have been getting a little long folks I'm sorry you know, I get a little yeah, bit get, too carried away and I just like get, doing this so much. You start, you start rambling on, you get in one. I listen, man. You get in one, you think there's one thing to another. So Yeah, you well, you just it. fall into the pocket with a guy and then you just feel like doing it longer. And it's kind of like now I could I could go another hour right now, but I got shit to do. <laughs> no, I, again, I apologize. Uh, oh, you're I, good. Yeah, no, seriously yeah, though, you got yeah, up. I, I when I looked at my phone and like I remember those days because then I looked at the tweeter there and i was like okay so they played last night oh they played in manchester last night oh those are long nights and then i looked at the phone and i'm like i remember those nights when you get back to the rank and you got to unpack your gear and it's like two three four in the morning and you're like jesus i just want to go to sleep and then you know it happens especially if you can get carried away on the bus yeah may have happened may have happened well, I'm, I'm never going to judge someone for having fun being a hockey player because you're still doing it. No, we'll, we'll definitely catch up again. And obviously, uh, we can recap on, on this weekend and uh, go into more of the, the old Bowmanville days. And That's uh, right. Yeah, you, you were also a uh, Mississauga Ice Dog and a Windsor Spitfire. 
I was there for the free equipment and, and the status maybe more than anything, but hey. <laughs> okay. Well, I better get moving on with my day now. Thank you uh, for coming on. And um, this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Benny and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott from Santa Claus.